Wars Podcast proudly presents... Storm in a Tea Break. Hello everyone and welcome to another Storm in a Tea Break featuring myself, Chris Jeeves, and my northern cohort, Jim Carver. Jim, how you doing? Hello. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd just uh, northern up there, stick to the stereotype. Fair enough. I mean, you're more of a Midlandsy north, right? I am, yeah. The Midlands doesn't really exist in, in England. Uh, everyone just seems to cut the country in half and just you're either north or south. Anything north of Watford Gap, uh, which is just north of London, is, is northern in people's opinions. So I'm happy to play that role. Um, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, you've got Scottish blood, as you mentioned last uh, time round. I have, yeah, and I've been north of the wall, so I've seen all the White Walkers and Wildlings. Okay, yeah, Hadrian's Wall, and yeah. uh, that four-foot wall exists. Yeah, and all the, uh, you know, the pallid Scottish people who are uh, walking about propped up on Iron Brew and uh, Buckfast. <laughs> yeah, they wear skirts up there. It's a very odd place. Just another world, really. So yes, uh, today we will be uh, briefly, for your auditory pleasure, discussing the subject of zombies. Trying to think about our favourite examples, really. There's there's a real wide variation in the way zombies are presented, uh, because the genre has been subverted several times, and and also the the range of antagonists. You know, basically zombies are in a lot of films. You get like a lot of human antagonists sometimes that are arguably worse than the zombies themselves. Um, that that features in The Walking Dead quite a lot. I think there's a lot of uh, Negan is a, as a character is, is basically like a, a complete psychopath who's you know more feared than the, the zombies themselves. I think. Um, I don't know what you think about the the, the best example that you you've got or a favourite example. Um, there's I mean there's quite a lot of breadth I suppose. I think uh, there was a glut of zombie films um over various decades in the 20th century and i think it sort of got sort of almost zombie over like, where do you go with zombie films um and i think there's quite some interesting contemporary examples where it's been subverted and sort of reimagined and uh the sort of interesting ones to sort of touch on like 28 days later had sort of more of an interesting take on the zombies themselves uh, like we discussed in our last podcast, they were almost more the infected, and there was it was a more interesting apocalyptic take on it. They were technically alive, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't out to eat your brain. They just were very angry, and they had it's no very... way of channeling their anger apart from yeah. like, murder. <laughs> yeah, that's their end game, and it's the same as I I remember reading a comic book fairly recently that that's really quite scarred my mind if i'm honest called crossed where people get this this rash on their face uh, and then if they've got that they basically turn into pure psychos but the the difference is they have a modicum of intelligence and there's different levels of intelligence of certain ones and they can like form a hierarchy and things like that so they've got a bit of a social structure um, but it more it behaves more like a an alpha in a wolf pack and they can speak which manifests itself as a lot of profanity and swearing, but it, it really stuck with me because they, they just do very perverted and quite sadistic things. So that's that's one example. If, you, if you're brave enough, uh, look up Crossed. It's got some very in, interesting cover art. 
they they grin all the time they've got joker-like grins which is quite unsettling but that's the two sort of linked examples is the 28 days later and the the, the crossed example that i think of in comic books is it would be completely unadaptable that i'd be a brave scriptwriter to try and take that on um <laughs> it's maybe a bit too niche for a mainstream audience yeah you, you definitely like looking... video nasty or something yeah it's like the cannibal holocaust kind of thing you know it's that uh you, you'd never you'd never be, it'd be screened in very few uh you're not going to see it on Disney Plus, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. Um, I guess the other way it's kind of gone, because uh, zombie films sort of typically kind of played fairly straight in a sort of standard horror sort of format. And I guess sort of bringing out a more comedic element and making them more sort of aware and self-referential uh, in the sort of vein of like Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland. Even taking it way back to Peter Jackson's um, directorial debut with the very low budget, very Kiwi indie movie Braindead, because a lot of that is kind of played for laughs with like a Kung Fu vicar. And there's a, an amazing scene where he takes out a whole load of zombies with a lawnmower. Yeah, just just strapped to him like it's a, a shotgun or something, but just uh yeah, just absolutely shreds. And it's, it's really quite graphic, but in, a, in quite a comical way. Yeah, it's very sort of very budget. There's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of like very naff prosthetics, and uh, I think it's fun. It's fantastic. It's also quite twisted with the like the ending with the sort of weird zombie mum character, and there's a whole kind of going back into the womb sort of overtones. It's very weird. I mean, the opening scene where the guy accidentally eats an an ear that falls in some custard is pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, I really want to watch that again. I mean, that's one of my... That would probably make my top three, definitely. It's a far cry from Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also had bad taste, which was, uh, well, as the name suggests, in a similar sort of vein. Um, it took a while till he got to a, a mainstream audience. Uh, yeah, and then also you sort of take it in sort of other interesting uh, directions that we were saying before the tape was running. Uh, you haven't seen it, but you're aware of it. Um, the Nicholas Holt film, Warm-Blooded, Warm bodies, sorry. It's kind of uh, almost like a zombie romance um, where there's a guy who's a zombie and it's quite bizarre and you obviously have to suspend reality, but there is like a love story that blooms between a non-zombie human lady and a sort of nearly full zombie Nicholas Holt. It's got, yeah, it's got charm and a sort of character and it's a sort of an interesting, like it doesn't sound like it should work, but it actually is quite a charming film. There's a similar thing, which is a series called I Zombie, where this this girl is is dead, but she it basically makes a it's kind of tantamount to a superhero film because she can do the she's basically like indestructible. That that plays out in a in a more unconventional superhero way. Uh, so you've got you've got these characters essentially in those two films, which are not heroes, but they're certainly the protagonists. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, fair play. Another one, I, I'm going to go into the realm of video games. Okay. Yeah. Well, very. The the thing is with video games, you can get stuck on elements of them because you can just be stopped dead by mortal fear. So there's there's a lot of points where you're you're creeping into shadows and just edging forward. The the example that springs to mind is the the Last of Us, uh, which has has a sequel coming out, but that subverts the the genre in in the sense that the Although the the monsters in it and the the, the zombies are alive again, 
um but they are or they you know they're they're very much they may be dead but there's an element of living things with they have this fungal spores that basically take over their brain they're sort of rage infected but they it's based on real life a real life fungus called the cordyceps fungus that can actually it's it it manifests itself in insects mostly but they've adapted it to the point where you have to suspend your disbelief that it can take on the human brain there's some sort uh, of pseudo pseudoscience going on here yeah definitely like uh you just got you just got to don't think about it too much uh and it's great enjoy but the ride as a result i mean ultimately these things die because they they just get taken over by this this fungus and just become these lumps um that just stick to walls and things like that but as a result they they grow into different phases so the first phase is your your usual zombie craziness um the second phase is this thing called a clicker, which forms the most terrifying part of that game because they're they're essentially blind, but they're hypersensitive to sound. So it's like that film, which I haven't seen everyone watched, where the uh, lady's pregnant and they can't make any noise and just to like give birth in total silence. It's like Scientology wet dream. Yeah, it's, it's basically that. They're very similar creatures. They uh, a quiet place. Yes, that's the one. Um, yeah, so ultimately they, they become these big lumps, so they become these giant hulking fungus fungi um, monsters. Uh, but the, the most scary phase that you go through is these very stealthy sections where you, you've basically got to make no noise, so you can't creep over bottles and things like that. Because uh, if they hear a sound, if you get caught, they basically go batshit, won't stop hunting you until they tear your throat out. And and the human characters in that. Are, are subverted as being no one's really uh, a good or bad guy because uh, spoilers here uh, for the last of us if you're playing it um there's the the hero uh, originally has a, a a daughter who dies uh, by by humans actually gets shot um but after that society kind of goes to shit and you have your authoritarian military um but he has a daughter character who's who's surrogate daughter character who's been bitten um, but doesn't doesn't develop the the zombie fungal virus, uh, and then so he he kind of is selfish and becomes very selfish that so he wants to keep this relationship that he actually um, denies humanity uh, the ability to to cure itself, and it basically continues in this zombie world. There's a there's a an antagonistic group who are who are actually they're looking to cure the human race so it subverts that that trope of the hero and the the, the villainous army quite well okay no that sounds interesting man um i probably won't play it because uh, it's probably too scary for me I'm, uh, I'm i'm in a more sedate world of football management generally <laughs> yeah just, a lot really less zombies and monsters not many jump scares in that unless uh you you know somebody scores in extra time of the opposition yeah yeah that's true so it made me think of a game that i did play many many years ago um uh, in between bouts of playing far too much football manager um was half-life which had a sort of eerie slightly zombie element to it yeah there was head crabs so there's tiny little things that could could inf- you know infect somebody and, and mutate them very drastically one interesting thing about that is um in, when they were doing sound effects for that they basically recorded uh sound that says help me um, but they they played it backwards, so they make these incomprehensible noises. But when the sound files, when you play them 
the right way, there's basically these like pleas for help from whatever's under this head crab. So, you know, that's terrifying, really. <laughs> if you manage, <laughs> you manage to discover it. Oh, you got a little nugget right there. There you go. Trivi- the trivia trope. Fantastic uh, um, role reversal there. Yeah, you, you're educating me. Took a leaf out of your book. <laughs> Did a load of research. There's a lot of subverted. You mentioned Shaun of the Dead prior to this. I did, yes. That is an absolute fave of mine. I think it's one of the best things next to Spaced that uh, that Simon Pegg's been a part of. And apparently the idea for... Um, are you familiar with Spaced, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a cracking series. It's very surreal and uh, goes off on these... Uh, it's like hyper-reality, really, in a comedy show. I remember yeah. there's a, the paintball episode where it basically turns into, um, you know, it's a, like a war film. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a fantastic series, and I recommend anyone uh, go and watch it. But there's um, there's a bit in it where um, Sean, uh, Simon Pegg's character, is playing Resident Evil. I think it's like the first one on the PlayStation, like PlayStation. Oh, uh, and he's playing it all night whilst getting quite baked. And I think there's a bit where the lines of reality blur because he's so sort of tired but stoned. And he thinks he sees zombies coming out of the TV. Um, and it was it's Edgar Wright that directed that show. And he also directed Shaun of the Dead. And the idea for Shaun of the Dead came from that scene. And they basically sat on it for years until they could get to a point where they could make a film. OK, that sounds. Uh, yeah, that's uh, very similar to what we're going to talk about with uh, Zombieland upcoming, because it, it, the genesis was from the TV idea. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence the zombie killer for week. Yes, exactly. We'll get into that, unpack that a little bit more when we come on to it. So don't don't miss that. That's upcoming uh, in the, the next week or so. Um, it's just reminded me, actually, of uh, when you're talking about the, the more comedy scenes and, and, and series. Uh, there's a South Park episode called Night of the Living Homeless. Oh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, isn't it like spirit change, spirit change? <laughs> it doesn't write Randy become homeless. Yeah, so there's one scene where this guy basically gets his blow, his head blown off because um, he he just starts talking about I just need a I could just do with some some change and then <laughs> they they you know this he's just a completely functioning human but there's just these homeless people just walking around with their hands out. That uh, is a very good episode. It's almost up there with the Scott Tenerman episode where Cartman eats pubes, which for me is really the icing on the cake of South Park. <laughs> the magnum opus. It's, it's, it's everything it built up to. It'll never better that episode. It even has Radiohead in it. Oh, classic. Brilliant. Um, so we're going to look at uh, Zombieland, as alluded to, next. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, so it'll touch on a lot of things that we're, we've been looking at and obviously build and add to it. Uh, so if you've liked what you heard in this and you're, you're interested in tropes in TV, film, and seemingly a lot of video games mentioned in here. Mm. Um, all zombies. Uh, all zombies, indeed. Yeah, uh, lots of people are a huge fan. There was a big, like, as alluded to, there's a big spate of zombie culture um, very recently, and that's uh, The Walking Dead is obviously an ongoing series. I thought uh, about it drawn to a close. Yeah, I think there was issues with uh, the writer's strike um, and and a cancellation at one point, but it kind of got resurrected. Of course, it's a comic book as well, so the the comic book is ongoing. 
I think it's kind of caught up with the comic book. So it's one of those things, a bit like Game of Thrones, where the series surpasses the books themselves. Yeah, exactly. Was that the same writer's strike which happened uh, during, uh, well, Lost was at its sort of zenith on TV. And uh, there was like a huge writer's strike and there was a massive gap in the series and it got shortened because they basically had no story. Well, they never had any story to begin with, but they had even less story at that point. Yeah, well, they were kind of making up as they go along. Yeah, like they didn't know how it was going to end. It's an ongoing thing. And as is the Stroke Stormers podcast. So we're, we're, we're aiming, we're working towards the room. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we, we have talked about this previously. Um, I think like like a pat on the back for ourselves. Uh, maybe if we get to like, I don't know, 50 or 25 or some sort of big number. Um, I think we're on nine at the moment. So like 10 is like when you get your uh, testimonial in football um, for years of service. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, we've we threatened to do it and uh, I'm, I'd am i be very happy to, you know, go through with that. It's going to be quite a challenge as well, because, uh, wow, it's uh, <laughs> it has to be seen to be believed. You know, it's like you're, you're part of the inner circle if you've seen it. And uh, to, to explain it to someone from the outside looking in, it's just you, you can't do that film justice. So, uh yeah we're we're digressing a little bit obviously you can tell we're excited for that so stick around follow us all the way up to 25 50 we'll be in double figures next uh so so grown up yeah exactly we're going to reach our our, uh, podcasting puberty very soon jesus you started early (laughs) well i'm six foot five actually so i did uh blow out my my school uniform very quickly yeah it's the copious amounts of tea we drink and we're not we're not vegans and uh you know, into our uh, artisan coffees and things like that in the Grim up north. You don't so, hit six foot on sourdough, I'll tell you that. Genuinely, yeah. Too right, too right. Uh, so I think we've covered a lot of ground there. We'll we'll leave it there. And obviously there's more to, to come. So stick around for more trope-tastic, trope-storming adventures uh, from your new favourite duo. Uh, <laughs> Wishful thinking, maybe, but uh, cool. the brass on you, eh? Jesus, more front than uh, <laughs> right and beer. Yeah, I need knocking down a peg, cutting down to size. You could yeah. do just just like the zombies in Brain Dead. We'll stop there, and as we always say on Trope Stormers, podcasting puberty. Bye for now. Bye for now. Take care.